Good evening, Chavra. Today's daf is daf Ayin Tes, page 79, but we have a lot of ground to cover. We're on daf Ayin Chesom Bez. We're not even halfway down. We're about a third of the way down. Tanya Nami Hachi. If you look at Taisvis, Dibra Maschel Shnehem, and you move across into the Gemara and up two lines, you'll see Tanya Nami Hachi. Okay? Here we go. Well, the place... Let's get going. Let's remind ourselves what the figure we're what we're dealing with. So, where handling is, if a husband gives a get to a wife and it's closer to him, let's say he throws a get to his wife. If it's closer to him, not a get. Closer to her is a get. In between, we're suffolk. And the Gemara, we're in doubt. And the Gemara says, what does it mean? Closer to him, closer to her. Uh, does it mean access? Does it mean literally closer to him? Does it mean within four amas? So that's the the sigi that we're going to. We're up to Tanya Namihachi. We learned in Ebrisa similarly. Rabbi Lazar, Aimer. Rebbe Leezer said, Anything that it's closer to her, than from him, and then a dog comes and grabs it. So it lands closer to her, but then a dog comes. He thinks you're playing fetch. She's not going to be divorced, even though it landed closer to her. I don't understand. Why is she not divorced? It landed closer to her. So, so what else do you want? That uh, at, at what point does it go away? At what point does it go away? The the that it's not considered closer to her. Elarav elulav rather. What we mean is kosher karev lamilai. Whenever the get lands closer to her than it is to him, right? And if a dog were to come and take it, the husband can get it. She's not able to get it. She's not going to be divorced. Okay. So what the Bryce is saying is as follows. We don't only care about the location of where the get fell. It also has to do with the ability to guard it. So if you throw it closer to her, but if you lands closer to her and a dog were to grab it, she still wouldn't have access and she wouldn't be capable of going and getting it. Mamela. What do you mean if a dog would have grabbed it? If the dog grabbed it? Yeah, she wouldn't have an opportunity to get it. Which means it can't just land closer. It also, she also needs to have the ability to protect the get. Just because it lands closer to her doesn't make it a valid get. That's what the price is coming to teach me. Uh-huh. You also need, it has to land closer to her and her ability to protect. Otherwise, it's not called closer to her. She has no shaykhistin. Amadei Shmuel Rebbe Yehuda. Shmuel says to Rebbe Yehuda, Shinina, sharp one, Kidei Shetasuach, so that she should um, bend down and take it but according to you, Mamash has to reach her hand. Meaning, according to you, what does it mean that she's able to protect it? What it means is that uh, uh, the way you're explaining it, when it lands, she's like able to just grab it right away, right? That, that's what it means to guard it and protect it. But you're, you're holding that, uh, according to you, that she has to be able to guard it. Basically, you're going to have to hand it directly to her because... <laughs> If a land's 20 feet away, she can't protect that. A dog can come running faster than her. So, according to this thing, you're, you're being pretty machmer. You're being pretty strict over here. Such a story happened, okay, where a husband threw a gut to his wife and it was close to her um, to be able to mamish uh, bend down and pick it up. But Chalitza. And the Chamim obligated a Chalitza. They were, they were childless and we didn't assume that she's divorced, they said there's a suspicion that she's still, uh, that she's still a widow. And, and therefore, we're going to, uh, al-Suffolk, we're going to uh, perform, perform Khalidza. 
No, this is an outcome of the halacha. It's just introduced. These are ramifications. If she's not divorced and her husband were to die, a story like this happened. He, he threw it to her and um, it landed close to her in a place where she could bend down and pick it up and she didn't. And they were still in such a case nervous that maybe it's not considered a divorce because of the halacha that we said that you has to land closer to her and give her ability to protect it. Since she didn't do that, we're gonna. If he dies, we're gonna suspect for Khalidza. Two dots. Who's the he? You said if he dies, the husband. Okay. The chaylani kedushin. The Mishnah said that the, these halachas that we're referring to, when it lands closer to her, she's divorced. Lands closer to him, not divorced. What does closer mean? Also, guarding according to some opinions. This halacha holds true by kedushin. If you were to, to, we know there's three ways to marry a woman: either with money, with a document, or with bia. Let's stick with the document for now. What was the last one you said? Bia, with marital relations, intercourse. So, if the husband marries a wife with a document, and she willingly wants to get married, and he throws her the document, the same Allah is going to hold true. If it's close to her, she's married. If it's close to him, she's not married. If it's in between, we're going to have a suffering. Okay, the same thing with divorce applies to marriage. This halacha, that if it lands closer to her, is only said by Gitin, but not by any other halacha. How can you tell me no other halacha? Like we just said, in our mission, when it comes to marriage, the same as a divorce. It says Gemara, no, no, no. Listen to this. It's not about, when we say, but by nothing else, we don't mean to exclude marriage. You know why? Because marriage and divorce go hand in hand. What we mean is other halachas, like, like financial obligations. Okay? Shiny hasam dechsev yatsev Okay? Yatsev ha'isa, Torah says, the laws of divorce, the laws of marriage are very intertwined, very connected. And therefore, that, 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 whatever halacha is by get, we're going to agree is by kedushin. What do we mean, not by anything else? Outside of those two things. Esri, that's a challenging question. The same, thing, the same thing is true when it comes to a financial debt. If Shimon borrows $1,000 from Reuven, and Reuven says to Shimon, Throw me the thousand dollars in the envelope. Okay, they're they're across, they're separated from each other. He says, "Just throw me the money." Uzrakalai, and he throws it to him. And now, guess what happens? He doesn't have good aim, and he gets lost in a bush. Or the wind takes it. Fine. Shikariv Malva, If the money land landed closer to the lender, then it's considered paid back. If it landed closer to the borrower, so it's not concerned like the borrower ever paid him back, and he's going to have to repay again. So if it lands on the 50-yard line, they're going to split it out of a suffix, like a regular financial case. If you ever, it's unclear what the halacha is, you split it 50-50. So what's the Gemara asking? Why are we benching this? We said the whole halacha of karav la or karav loy is only by getting and kedushin. Here you see, even by financial matters, the same halacha applies. Enters the Gemara, hachamai skinan. What do we deal with in our mission? The Amar li is rightly chayviviti pater. The lender specifically said, throw my debt to me. I want it to land closer to me. Viti pater, and then you're no longer going to be obligated to pay me back. Now what's unique about this word viti pater? What's unique about the word viti pater is that the lender is basically being Michael. And what he's saying is, just throw it. Just throw it. I know there's a risk, but by throwing it, now the throwing it has to be something, as we're going to see. Right? It has to, what, what's that something? It still has to land closer to the guy. You can't throw it the opposite direction. Right? You can't throw it backwards. 
Yes, do that. But when he says v'tipotah, then we'll agree it is the halacha, as same halacha is getting in kedushin. Says Gemara, Yachi, my lemember. If he specifically said this, then what's the added chedush in Mishnah? Like Tzricha, Amalei's rightly chayvi b'teres gitten. What happens is where the lender says, "Throw me my get," and it'll have the same halacha as teres gitten. Okay, which means closer to me, paid back. Closer to you, not paid back. If it's in between, it'll be fifty-fifty. Says Gemara. Okay, then the lender is making specific. Conditions that he's agreeing to. So what's the Eder Chiddush? You're not telling me anything novel. He walk into any Bezdin and the, the, the borrower threw the money back and it gets lost. The lender's gonna, and the lender walks in and he says, yeah, by the way, I told him to do that. It's a Chiddush. It's a novel idea that, that it's considered paid back. Bezdin will say to the guy, you told him to do that. What's the Chiddush? The lender could say, you seriously thought I wanted you to throw the money to me? I was playing with you. Yeah, I wasn't being serious over here. And therefore, he, uh, and therefore it won't take on Tyrus Gittin. It won't take on the laws of, uh, of Gittin. Kamash on the mission lets us know that the lender afterwards, after it gets lost, can't claim that he was just kibitzing, that he was joking around. If he says, return me the money, the same way the halacha is by Gittin, it's going to be the halacha here, you got to stand by your word. You got to stand by your word. Now, what's what's interesting to note is that you know usually we read a gemara like this and say, so what's the message? The message is you could be kibitzing around when something comes out of your mouth. You got to stick to it. The problem with saying that is that that's not necessarily true. It's true here, but from the fact that the gemara had a havamina thought that possibly we could. Think maybe the lender is kibitzing and he didn't really mean that it should be Bataras Gittin. Tells me there's going to be situations where a man's word is not a man's word. If it's clear and whatever those parameters are, but it's it, it's not as clear as day like it is over here. You said by Gittin, what else do you want me to do? I'm not being. See, let, let me explain. In, when I was in school, there was this. There was this. Uh, Line that kids would do with each other, and they would they would say, "Oh, it says gullible on the ceiling," and then you'd look up and they'd flick your neck, right? And they'd say, "Oh, you're gullible," right? Okay, that's a fine. You're in fourth grade. You learn the word gullible for the first time, and you want to utilize it. It's not a real word. Gullible. Well, for a kid, it is. You can't find it in dictionary. Really? Really? Okay. I, yeah, I, know, I know, I know, I cop, I cop, I cop. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, so, what's the Avayda? So, at a certain point, you can say to the guy, it's not a vart that I'm gullible. What's the vart? You're a liar. Where's that line? Where's the line where I'm allowed to rely on what you're saying? And at a certain point, you could assume that there's humor in people's lives, like we just had. Right? There's humor in people's lives. There's no word gullible in the dictionary. That's a humorous line. You have to. You, you can't expect people to to uh, take you seriously and say, "Oh, but you see, what you just said is an MS." It is MS. There's, you're supposed to have humor, okay? Over here in this specific case, this is a situation where the Gemara is allowing me to know where we don't take humor into account when there's a financial obligation to be returned, and the lender says, and it comes to money. When there's money involved, you can't say afterwards I was playing around. You can't say that. You, you, you can't hold the borrower uh, accountable. You told him to throw it. This guy was joking. That, that's not a, that's, he's not gullible. You're not telling the truth. We say to the lender. Okay. 
Amar of Chista of Chista says, Get Yado Mashiach of Yadai. If let's say a husband hands a get to his wife, but he's still holding on to a string of the get in his hand, like the case of that, that ice cream cone that we gave yesterday, right? You pop the, hold on to something, and she takes it, and you always have the ability to put it away, pull it away. If the string is capable of him pulling it back to himself, she's not divorced. It's not considered that you handed it to her because you still have control over the get. And if you don't have that string, let's say it's a little feeble string, then Migureshes, even if there's a string attached, it's Migureshes because it's not strong enough. My timer, what's the reason? If he can always pull it back and there's a string attached, that's not considered Kresis. It's not considered a separation. A get is called Kares. Kares means cut off. That means you, she's cut off from him. It has to, it has to be a, sep, a document of separation. He's holding on to the document with her. You're holding on. It's a, see, if you have a string that's strong enough to pull it back, it's as if you're both holding it. You never handed it to her. Okay. Amar of says, "Hi, siyad asiyah ke tafras uzrakula." On the string, even if it's closer to him, no, we're dealing even if it's in her hand. Even if it's in her hand, she's mom is holding the get, but he has a string that can always remove it. She's not divorced. It could not. So if it's a strong enough string to pull it back, then it's not divorced. But it, but. It, she's not. I'll tell you why. Because in Lumdus and in MS, hold on to this. Hold hold right here. I don't want to break the phone. Okay. Right We're holding it together. Yeah. Does it make a difference if my hand is on the arm of the glasses or I have a string here and I'm just pulling it like this? It doesn't matter. Either way, I'm holding it with you. You don't have the achilis to pull it away from me. So, so the, it's it's mamish like we're holding well, it together. It depends, it depends on, on uh, the string. That's right. That's all the Gemara says. Depends on the string. A weak string, feeble string. She's divorced because if she could hold it, she can, but if this if if it's going to tear it, right by me pulling the string, then she's not divorced because it's considered like a mamish holding it with her, and I never I never removed my my ownership. It's part of the, uh, I get is torn, not torn. Through, yeah, like a, like a tough. That's okay. That's okay. Amrav Yehuda, Haisa If her hand is like a tafras, okay. So, it's you put it in her hand, and her hand is like a slide, like a slope. It's hanging downwards. Okay, it's not flat and upward. Which means when I place it into her hand, nothing's going to stay. Not the tafras. Yeah. It's not going to stay. It's going to it's going to slide right out. Okay, uzrakayla, and he throws it to her. in Even if it reaches her hand, um, she's not divorced. It's considered like it touched her hand. It's not considered like it really came into her hand. In order for it to be divorced, it has to be that it's considered like it came into her hand. Says the Gemara, Amai One second, didn't we just learn that you don't literally need it to be in her hand? It has to be. Within her four amas, right? Even if it's even if it's near her, it should be okay. So let it hit her hand, fall to the floor, and she's divorced. Says the Gemara, "Bedeloinach, guardy for this." You're right. That would be the halacha if it lands in four amas. But guess what happened? What happened was he throw. Here's how Mefarshim explain an example. Ready? Reuven and Rachel are sitting at a bonfire, they're having a barbecue, and they're roasting hot dogs. 
And he says, I have a very special thing to hand you or to throw to you. Let's play catch. And he throws her, put out your hands, put out your hands. And she puts out her hands like this, like a slide, bent downwards. And he throws the get to her. It touches her hands. It's not divorced. Once it lands in her Daladamas, she'll be divorced. What happens is, here it hit her hand and then bounced into the bonfire. So it never came to land in her Daladamas. It was burnt up. By the time it came to land in Daladamas, that's where we say it's not divorced. Because it never, it, it never came into her domain. Says the Gemara, why is that not considered her domain? See, when we say somebody takes ownership of the four Amas around them, it's considered like it's theirs. It's not only referring to the actual soil or floor, it's also referring to the airspace around you. You have to give people space, right? Like we explained yesterday, somebody comes to your house. You, you can't sit on their head. When you invite somebody into your house, you're giving them ownership over a certain amount of space to function. Now, that's theirs now. I gave, them, I gave them the right. So if they're in my house and I hand them something, they have ownership, even though they're in my house, because I'm giving them that space. So ask the Gemara, the four Amas of airspace should take ownership for her. Even if it landed straight into the fire, it bounced off her hand, and once it's in the air of her Dalad Amas, she should be considered divorced. So Gemara says, Tifshit Dubai, Rebbe Lazar. We could answer it with the same way this question of Rebbe Lazar was asked. Arba Amas, Sha'amru, this that we say, four Amas, Yishlam Avir, Eilam Avir, Tifshit Eilam Avir. So let's assume, says the Gemara, maybe Taka, Allah is that airspace does not acquire. And that's why our Mishnah says she's not divorced. The Gemara says, no, you have no proof to that. I'll tell you the case. Are you for this? The case is like this. The wife is standing next to a river. That initially, when does airspace take ownership for you? That's when you have access. To the airspace when you have when you have uh, some sort of use for it. So, if I'm going to have a right to eventually own it because it lands in my air, in my daladamus, that's where we say daladamus is uh, is kainet. However, if it's not a situation where it's ever going to come to land in my daladamus, like over here, when you when he throws it to her, okay, when he throws it to her, where's it going to end up landing? In the water. Her hand is standing is, is over the water, okay? So we would end up landing and end up landing in the water. So then the airspace of somebody is not going to acquire it. It's, it's ready Beautiful. Mishnah, top of Ayin Tess, Omud Aleph. Here we go. Brand new Mishnah. I'm going to try to move along a little bit over here. Here we go. She's standing on top of a roof. Now, we'll see whose roof. And he throws the get... To her. Once it reaches the airspace of the roof, Harezu Migurashi is considered divorced. All right. Now Rashi says, here's the case. Let's assume, says Rashi, she owns a roof. She owns a roof. A, a platform. And she's on the roof. Her husband is lower down. And he's in his own courtyard. So she's up on the roof. And he's down the courtyard. And he's like, hey, hon, here you go. And he takes the get. He throws it up. Right? You ever see people try to throw a ball over a fence, then it hits the fence and pops back, right? Over here, he got it over. It went onto her roof. So he throws it up to the god. Says the, says the Mishnah, once it reaches the airspace of the roof, since she owns the roof, she's divorced as soon as that happens. 
However, let's say he's on his roof. She's down the courtyard. So he's now dropping it down into her domain. Once it leaves the Rishos, the property of the roof, she's divorced right away, even if it gets erased in the rain or if it gets burnt. And I'll tell you why, says the Mishnah. Why is she divorced? So he's on, let's say, on top of his roof. He lives on a ranch house. Yeah, she's on top of his roof. She owns the yard next to him. They met, they were neighbors, and they, they got married. Okay, so she owns the yard, and he's up on his roof. As soon as he throws it off his roof, once it moves from the... I, don't even, it's, I hope I, this is articulating well with the word airspace, but it's moving from over... See, I'm using my hands here, okay, for those, for those watching. Well, to borderline. Yes, my hand right here is his roof. He's up on his roof. Right. Okay? This is husband, he's on his roof. There's a wall, and then the Rebbitzin is on the floor. Okay, got it? He takes his get and throws it. Once it goes past here, she's divorced because... Her courtyard has all her airspace, all the way up to the roof. So even once it, he throws it, even if it ends up landing in a fire, it doesn't matter. It entered her airspace of her chatzer, and therefore she's divorced as soon as it moves from the, the vertical line from his roof into her airspace. Okay? Says the Gemara, but it's not protected. And what did we learn? It's not enough to just put it in somebody's property. It needs to be protected. So here we go. Says the Gemara, we're dealing with the roof that has a fence. <laughs> when she's up on the roof. Yeah, so he throws it on the roof and now it's protected. Okay. There's a fence around her roof. Then that was, that's why she's divorced. They land within three tochem of the roof, and the rule is when it's within three tochem of the roof, they go. That's considered like a roof itself. A, a, a roof takes ownership of anything within three tochem. Where do we find this concept? The laws of sukkah, right? Laws of sukkah, lavud, right? Hoch is lavud. It goes the um, an area extends up to three tochem. Let's say he was higher and she's lower down. Baha'i Minter says the Gemara, he throws it off his roof down to her chutzir as long as it reaches her airspace. She's divorced. Aye, it's not guarded. What happens if he's 20 feet up? He throws it to her airspace and then a wind comes and, and blows it away. So it was never protected. Why is she considered divorced? Because it reached her airspace. Let's picture a gated-in compound. Owned by a, what's it called? An HOA? Homeowner Association. Homeowner Association. So you have a large gated in compound. It's a number of different families. Okay? He's high, he's got a, he's an apartment, she's got a ground floor. Now, this compound has walls around it that are 50 feet high. Those walls go even higher than his roof. So, therefore, as soon as he throws it, it's considered guarded because the, the walls, around her courtyard, extend above, so it's already considered protected. The walls from lower down are even higher than where he is above. Who's his mission following? Which Allah, whose opinion, the opinion of Rabbi. 
The Amar Kaluto Kamisha Hunchadamia. He says that, and this is the natural assumption, but there's a conversation about this, and that is once it reaches the airspace of something, it's considered like it's already resting. It doesn't literally need to be on the floor for it to be considered her domain. As soon as it enters the airspace, it's considered domain. Amar Lake. He said to him, No, Ishno Afilu Temer Abonan. We could even say we're not following Shita's Rebbe, we're following the opinion of the Rabbanan. Now, we're going to get now into a dispute between Rebbe and Rabbanan. Right now we're throwing around names, Rebbe and Rabbanan, and we don't know who Rebbe and the Rabbanan are. Where's their conversation about something having to come to rest? So right now, what we're going to get into for the next little bit until the two dots is Hilcha Shabbos. Hilcha Shabbos. Because we're going to discuss when something considered to have moved from one domain to another. Right? You now let him move something from one domain to another. So listen to this. It's fa- fascinating. They're only arguing by Rebbe when it comes to Hilchis Shabbos. Now again, Rebbe says airspace is like landing. The Rabbanon say airspace is not like landing. That's by Hilchis Shabbos. But by divorce, the there's a added dimension that the get needs to be protected. Vaha come inter, and therefore it's considered protected if there's taller walls around it, and hence the chachamim will agree that air, even airspace will make an acquisition. V'chein and similarly, Amar Rav Asi Amar Vichin Rav Asi's name Rav Vichin Kigayin Shayim Mechitas Et Achtaynes Eidvus Al Yainus. We're dealing with the case where the lower walls go even higher than where the upper walls went. Uh, airspace as if it, it fell. The main thing is that it's guarded, and once it's guarded, it's considered to have landed, even according to Shita Shabbanon, Bahaka Minter. Here it is protected. Beautiful. Okay. Next little short, short uh, piece of Gemara. Nimchak, let's say he throws the. Get he's higher up here and she's lower down. So he throws it from the area of his roof into the airspace of her courtyard. We said if it got erased while it's in the air, then she's she's uh, she's divorced. She is divorced. divorced. Again, we just explained why she's divorced. It's because her walls go higher than his walls and it's protected. Okay, so the those walls are going up. So he's going to throw up. And then eventually it's going to come down. What do What's the case? Huh? What do you mean by erased? Whether it's by the rain or anything else. It has to be, it has to, uh, be erased on the way down. So he's throwing it. See, what's going to happen is like this. He's got a roof. He's got a roof. He's on a roof. Her courtyard's right next to his house, and her walls are going beyond his roof. So he's going to have a little blockage, right? Because her walls are coming above him. So he's going to have to throw it up, and then it's going to start heading down into her courtyard. Now in Hilcha's basketball, Hilcha's basketball, when is it goaltending? When you block a shot? When's it goaltending? The way down. The primary way to have goaltending calls on the way down. Right? If the ball's still on its way up and you come and you swat it away, that's a geschmacker block. It's beautiful. Yeah? However, if it's, if it's uh, on its way down, it's already considered the, 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 the shooter is already zeichet to the space. So, says the Gemara, 
when is she gonna be considered divorced if it gets erased? If it gets erased on the way down, because if it's on the way down, it's already considered her her uh, uh, get. But not if it's upward motion, then it's b'derach the shooter. On its way up, it's his. It's the shooter. On its way down, then it's going for the one we're throwing it into. My Because from all along, from the time he threw it, it never had the ability to land. If it's if it's got erased on its way up, so now she's not divorced because it never had the chaylus. It never had the ability to end up creating a divorce. Go ahead. Doesn't it have to be on the way down in that airspace for her to be divorced? Yeah, but it, like in the basketball case, if somebody in their half the court throws it and it's not even going to make it half court, but it's still coming down, that's not cool. That's Correct. Okay. Correct. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not connecting. I'm using it as an example of a difference between on the way up and on the way down. Yeah, so like in the case you did before where the guy throws it up and lands right back on his head, it's... No, absolutely no good. Yeah. Nisraf, it got burned. The get entered her airspace before the fire got there. Very choshevi yisait. Foundational idea. Avokadma deleka. But if the fire was there first... Laget, lie. She's not divorced. My time, I make her less safe because of. It has to be at the time that I threw it, it was capable of landing. Not that there was a fire that was already raging there that it was impossible for her to land. Okay? This is a very important insight. It comes up in a, num- a number of different uh, um, halachas. A number of different halachas when something comes up after the fact. So, he threw a get, and after the fact, a fire came. It's a valid get. But if it was already ligging in it, it's already in, it, in its existence, it was an impossibility for the get to ever land because there's a raging fire there, then even if it entered her airspace, it's not going to be considered divorce. Again, what's the lum this year? What's the svara? Not only does it ha- in order for airspace to be kaina, to acquire it for her, the airspace needs to, the, the space below needs to be capable of receiving it, of landing over there. If it's never capable of landing there, airspace doesn't do anything for you. Amar Ravchista, Rishuyes Chalukin Begit. Ravchista says, there are different Rishuyes, it's separate when it comes to Gitin. Okay. This is Givalt. Here we go. This is, a, this is really a, a new topic. And let's give uh, let's give a quick introduction. Let's give a quick introduction. Beautiful, you cite this here. Here we go. Yesterday we learned: if I invite you into my house, I need to give you space to sit. I invite you for a Shabbos meal. You invite me for a Shabbos meal. I come to your house. I'll be the bed guy. Okay. Thank you so much for hosting me. Where should I sit? When I come into your house, which area of the house do I have access to? The Shabbos table in the bathroom. I have no business, unless I'm going to clean the table and help out, I have no business walking into your bedroom. I have no business just plopping on your couch unless you invite me to go plop on your couch. I don't own your house. Okay. You said, you said the Shabbos now, table and the, ba- table in the bathroom? Yeah, those are expected. They invite me to your house. I have access to those two things, right? But it's strange... To start, uh, even if I'm going to walk in the kitchen, it's proper to open up the pot and see what they're serving for dinner. Keep your nose out of my food. Pizza. Right? 
I, I, so, uh, my brother sent me a picture of a pizza store in Williamsburg that has a little coffee station. You saw this? Gewalt. There's a sign. I, 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 I'm, I'll be able to find it. But it was a long time ago. I find this. It's in Yiddish. It's more, it's more funnier in Yiddish. They wrote in Yiddish, um, please keep your nose out of the milk. It was last smelled at 2.11 p.m. and it was fine. And they have an official smeller every two hours smelling it to tell people, everybody else to keep your nose out of the milk. It's fresh milk. It's fresh. Leave it. You don't need to stick your nose in here, right? You go to somebody, have you, you invite me to stick my nose into your chicken soup pot. I'm opening up pots and pans. Get out of my cabinets. Get out of my fridge and my sugar, right? Okay. Now, says the Gemara like this. Zok the Gemara. That if he lends her a property, that was the case of the mission. A husband owns the courtyard, right? But he gives her a courtyard. He lends it to her. He lends it to her. He gives her right to use it. Says the Gemara. When it comes to getting, every rishus is different. Which means, if he lends her the courtyard, and then the get lands on the roof, and she's on the roof, she's not divorced. I, why? I mean, I would assume, you invite me to your house, you don't mind, I, I go into the bedroom, you let me your courtyard, what's the difference to you if I'm in the courtyard or on the top of the roof? No. Zok the Gemara, it matters. Rishuya is haluka is Different areas of a person's property separate when it comes to getting. So if he lent her the courtyard and she's on the roof and he's always on the roof, you can't assume that he lent her the roof. It only is what he allowed her to have. How does this hush of a wise person, Rav Chista know this, she's standing on top of a roof and he throws it up to her from downstairs. Okay, so we don't know the proof yet. Let's get going. What's, the, what's that case? Where he's in the courtyard, she's on the roof. Once it enters the airspace of the roof, they're divorced. Even if you're going to say, that it's her roof and her courtyard. Why do you got to say once it enters the airspace of the roof? Either way, she's divorced. It's her place. It must be he owns the courtyard and he owns the roof. Well, if he owns the whole thing, who cares if it enters the airspace of the roof? Guess who owns the roof? Him. He never gave it to her. So what's the case? Rather, it's got to be. <coughs> Excuse me. Like we explained that she's on the roof. Who owns the roof? She does. He's in his courtyard below. She's on her roof above. And he throws it up on her roof once it enters the airspace. That's where we say... She's divorced. Okay, clear. Let's keep going now. Let's go to the second part of the mission. Let's say he's on the roof. And she's down low. And he throws it to her. What did the mission say? Once it left the position of the roof, even if it gets erased or burned, she's divorced. One second. If it's the same case where she's still owning the roof and he's chotzer and it's his chotzer, that doesn't make sense. Amai Migrashi shouldn't be divorced. He's throwing it into his own domain. Again, the Gemara wants to say if the Rasha is where it was his courtyard and her roof, the safe is probably also his courtyard and her roof. That means he's standing on her roof and throwing it to her in his courtyard. Say that again. 
it's the same case, right? He's, we're assuming, we're going to change, but we're going to assume that he's standing on her roof and throwing it to her in his courtyard, but then I'm on the Goreshes. Once it reaches the airspace of the courtyard, why is she divorced? What, whose domain is he throwing it into? His own. Good. So, so that can't be the case. That's an impossibility. Yeah? But you brought up an interesting point. Because maybe the domain could be somebody else's, but if you throw it directly into their hands and they catch it, so then it's, then it's there. It's That's there. true. It's theirs. True. And, and, and it's a good... You're right. It's a good Nesina. You're right. You're right. Right? Yeah, that is the Allah. Over here, we're concerned if it got erased or burnt. Over here, something happened, so it never reached her hand. But in the Khanami, you're right. Even if she's in his domain and it reaches right. her hand, it's hers. Yeah, Nachon. Nachon. Reisha begag, Elorab, the case has to be, begag didei v'chotzadida. We're dealing with, in the second part of the Mishnah, it's his roof that he's on, and she's in her courtyard, like we explained when we learned the Mishnah. So Reisha begag didei v'chotzadida. Is she going to tell me the same thing is true in the Reisha? No. Sefer begag didei v'chotzadida. So, the Gemara, the Gemara wants that both the beginning of the Mishnah and the end of the Mishnah are dealing with the same exact case. That's what we want to do right now. And what's the same exact case? Where one always owns the roof and one always owns the courtyard. El Olav, so, so under those circumstances, the Ushla Makam, it's got to be that he lent her, so now who's, it's her roof and his courtyard. She's standing in his courtyard. He's throwing it to his courtyard. But we asked Isa, then why is she divorced? We said, it's got to be, he lent her the courtyard. Oh, he owns it, but he lent her the courtyard. And we're going to assume that people lend the courtyard for, uh, for uh, one specific re- uh, purpose, one specific reason, and not for a different reason. Okay, so this is a tiny, this is a this is a raya to the halacha of Rav Chista, that when somebody lends a courtyard is for whatever specific pers- purpose you lent it for, and it's not for you to be sticking your nose into or or using it for other things. Amarlei, my area, there's no proof. Period. Okay, done with that sugya, and what the Gemara wants to say right now is. That actually, there's two ways to understand the Mishnah. One way to understand the Mishnah is, in both cases, she owned the roof, he owned the chatzar. But in the second case, he lent her his domain. That's one way. Another way to explain it is, in the Reisha, in the first part, she's on the roof, that's hers. He's in the chatzar, that's his. And in the Seifa, he's on the roof, that's his. And she's in the chatzar, that's hers. Ah, you changed the case? Okay, I changed the case. Sometimes you like to keep the cases consistent. And over here, it's shayich, it's possible that uh, they, they had different types of ownership. What's a okay. The end of the mission, like sof. Oh, okay. Yeah. When you have multiple halachas in a Mishnah and you're focusing on two, the first halacha mentioned is going to, whichever halacha is mentioned first in the Mishnah is called the Resha from Rosh, the beginning, and the second halacha is going to be the Seifa then. Amarava Shalash Midas Begitten. There's three Midas and Gittin. Gittin have Midas. You ever knew that? You ever knew Gittin has Midas? What are Midas? Midas are measurements. Yeah. Over here, there's three parameters by uh, unique halachas, by the laws of divorce. All right. 
Let's get into this. Ha da'amar Rebbe, this that Rebbe says, Kaluta kemisha honcha, that something in airspace is as if it already fell there. Airspace is considered to have fallen. Upligi Rabbana lay the Rabbana argue on him. Hani milin in Shabbos. That Shailah is by Shabbos. But by get, we said what's unique about it is that it's not as much about domain as it is that it's protected. Right? I mean, you can't, even if it's somebody's domain, it also needs to be protected. And here it is protected, even though it didn't actually land. And therefore, the Chachamim would agree that this woman is considered divorced even, uh, even if it never landed and it just entered the airspace. Okay, that's halacha number one. Vahad the Amar of Chista. Another halacha is this Erev Chista taught us. Na'atz kona b'shusayachid. If somebody took a reed and stuck it in a reshusayachid, stuck it in a private domain. Okay, so I take a reed and I, I'm like planting it. Yeah, I stick it into the ground in a, in a uh, private p- place. Uberayshay, and on top of this reed, call it a stick. Is Traskel is a flat um, surface. A flat surface. Perfect. Thank you. Is a flat surface. Vizorak, and then I threw something. Vinoch al Gabov, and it landed on top of that surface. You hear this? So you're not allowed to throw something from a public domain to a private domain. See, here's what I did. You always have people who need to do stuff, yeah? So he doesn't, he doesn't want to chil Shabbos. But he wants to throw things. He's got to practice his, uh, yeah, his throwing. What, what's, that, what's the long game? Cornhole? Cornhole. A cornhole. Where you throw it and it has to, like, flat and the lands doesn't fly, slide so far, right? Is that what it's called? Cornholes? Yeah, right? So he, he sticks a thing in, he sticks a pole in the ground. On top of the pole he makes a surface. And from the public domain, he throws it on this surface. Now, this surface is higher than the Rishos Hayachid. It's above the, the private domain. It's tenth fachim above the Rishos Hayachid. Okay? Even if the surface is 100 amas tall, Chayav, he's obligated from throwing it from a public to a private domain. Why? The Because... The airspace of the Rosh even if I throw it in the, in the, uh, lands on the surface, the airspace of Rosh goes up until the heavens. And this is true when it comes to Hilchah Shabbos. But let's say by a divorce, okay? So you have a, a, a pole in a woman's yard, goes very high, and the husband throws the get on top of the uh, surface. The main thing is for her to be divorced, that it's protected. Protected, and here it's not protected, and therefore she's not going to be divorced. Top of Amud base. That's halacha number two. And third halacha by Gittin is this: Rabbi Shmuel says, "Layamidadavagagza." Person can't stand on one roof. And pick up rainwater from his friend's roof. The same way that you live separately below. So too, the the roof also is considered separate. And therefore, it's considered like you're transporting from one domain to another. But this is only true. When it comes to a get, this is very common in metropolitan areas when you have 
connected, you have townhomes, or you have apartments that share a roof. So he, you have, you have a man and woman who are neighbors, and they meet each other, and they get married, and she lives in the apartment adjacent to his. And now they're, you know, now things aren't going well, so she moves back into her apartment. So now what if he's up on his roof, and it's just a little, uh, a, a little kick for it to enter her roof, right? And just uh, right above her head. Okay, that um, it's going to be a kosher divorce because um, even if it's uh, on the the other roof, the main thing is that it landed by uh, it landed by her. Okay. Amrabai, Abai says, We have two courtyards, one behind the other. She's in the inner courtyard, and he's in the outer one. And the walls go higher than the inner ones. Uzrakilani throws the get to her. Once it reaches the outer airspace, now the outer airspace belongs to him. Harezu Migurash is going to be divorced. My time, why? Because the inner courtyard that's, both, that's hers is also guarded by the walls of the outer courtyard. Yeah? Fascinating. So even though. The wall to the outer courtyard of the mice is off directly off of his property. Since it's also protecting her, it's considered protected. Masha'in came bakupais, which is not true by the halachas of a kupa, halacha of a box. What does that mean? If you have two boxes, shte kupais, zubisaychzu, one inside of another, and he throws a get, even if it reaches the inner box, in a migrash is not divorced. My time about the halaynach. Because it hasn't yet landed. Okay, so what happened is like this. He owns a big box. She owns a smaller box. They put her smaller box into his bigger box. Yeah? You're stacking boxes and the smaller ones go inside, go inside the other one. So when he throws it and it goes into her airspace, guess what? It's really also in his airspace. Because she's, she's inside of his. Okay? So she's not divorced until that mamish lands inside her box that she's controlling. But airspace itself is his just as much as hers, so she's not divorced with airspace. Says Gemara, one second, even if it lands, they shouldn't be divorced. It's like a vessel in a seller's domain. Ready? Because he also has a bottom. Granted, his bottom's on the outside, but why you consider the get to have landed inside her box? His, his bottom's right underneath her, so she's still... The get's still in his domain. To which the Gemara says, you're right, you got us. So what's going to have to be the case? What happens is like this. He's got a box that's just walls. There's no bottom to his box. She's got a box that's got a bottom, it's got a floor. So they stuck hers inside his. Hence, they share the airspace. But when it comes to land, it's only landing on hers. And that's where we say, once it lands, she's divorced. But in a Hanami, if his box would have a bottom, they would not be divorced, even if it lands inside of her box, because again, it's considered like it is his as well. How are we doing with time? It's like putting a head in rabbit in the hat. Yeah, uh, slight of hand, slight of hand. All right, let's try to hop Ryan a little more. I think we have three minutes till Mincha. Beishami and Beishami says, Paito Adam Mishnah Beget Yasha. All right, this is Gishmak. We're very familiar with this. What's a get Yasha? What's an old get? The Gemara is going to ask. But Beishami says, you can, use, you can use an old get to divorce your wife. Beisol says, you cannot use an old get. Beisol get Yashan, what's an old get? Anytime a husband writes a get to his wife, and then they have yichud afterwards. 
which lets us know you're not allowed to have yichud men and women. The fact that you allowed yichud with your wife shows that you're backing out of your original intention to write a get, and you can no longer use it anymore. Okay? If you want a divorce, you're going to have to write a whole new get. Says the word of my Kamifiki, what source the Machaikas? Beishamai Savri, Beishamai who says you're permitted, Beishamai is lenient. Beishamai says you could. We're not concerned. See, what happens is going to be that if we allow them to have yichud, and then let's say they have relations, and then she has a child, and then it comes out she's pregnant, people are going to say, oh, this child's born out of wedlock. They were already divorced. That's going to not going to look good for the kid when the truth is they weren't divorced yet because he changed his mind and he intended to stay married. And then he just gave her the get later on because he decided a week later to give it to her. People are going to think the child's out of wedlock and it's really not. It says Bishamai, we're not concerned about that. We're not concerned about people talking about the kid. Again, the kid's not a mom's here, but it just doesn't look so kosher for Yosher. You should know, even Basil who says you cannot use an old get, you ready for this. Basil says you change your mind, you have yichud, you can't use it, but you should know. If let's say you did it, but the other, it's fine. But the other, we're not going to say. If, if she marries a second guy and it turns out it was a get, Yashem will say you can stay with the second guy. You can even use an old get. Uh, initially, you can even allow her to remarry. So, bottom line is, we're going to hold it here for the next uh, for the next mission. We'll pick up from here tomorrow, Bez Hashem. But both Beishami and Beisil hold a get Yashon b'diyevet could be used. Beishami says even even We'll hold it here for this evening. Agutin almost erev Shabbos zagabench.